0: Hi there, this is Stuart McKee, host of Musicians FAQ Podcast. Please join me weekly where we have music and chat with some of Canada's hottest artists That was Dance with the Devil by Jessica Lynn Witte. Jessica just happens to be my very special guest this week. My name is Stuart McKee, and this is Musicians FAQ. My guest this week has been referred to as Dusty Springfield with twang and pure country gold. Within just a few years, she has taken top honors at the Washington State level of the Texaco Country Showdown, the nation's largest country music talent search, and released a string of singles. Her amped-up rock and gospel influences result in a fresh contemporary take on country music with female power at the forefront. She's got a great voice and an infectious stage presence, she's an amazingly talented songwriter, and she has an exceptional work ethic. Please welcome to the show, Jessica Lynn Witty. Joining me on Musicians FAQ this week is Jessica Lynn Witte. Jessica, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me, Stuart. How are you?
0: I'm doing very well, thanks. It's, uh, it's my pleasure okay. to have you on the show. I'm uh, kind of excited to learn a little bit more about you. As I was going to say, uh, normally when I'm doing some of these shows, I have some background on the artists and on the guests. Um, in your case, you were kind of a pleasant surprise. It just came across my my radar and we were able to make this uh, interview happen at sort of the last minute. So yeah, uh, you're well, you're out on the you. West Coast and then you're three hours behind us. So I, I appreciate yeah. it. We're already into <laughs> lunchtime and you're just kind of starting your day. Um,
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> so uh, I want to go back to the beginning and just kind of get the details. I know I did read that uh, you were originally from Denmark, but why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, where you're born, where you grew up and what your life was as a child growing up?
1: Sure. All right. Right from the beginning. I love it. Well, I grew up in Denmark. um, So my my dad's American, my mom is Danish, and I grew up in Denmark with her. But we would visit the States going back and forth in the summers. So I've always I've always known both languages and speak them fluently. And uh, but I can you know, I consider myself a Danish native and Danish through and through until I up and moved over here but i didn't do that until i was uh 31 so so my entire life basically before uh embarking on a country music career was uh in denmark in copenhagen i lived a stint in barcelona um just living the a a normal life over there
0: (laughs) nice and 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 so
1: i mean i Oh, I was going to say, I guess my childhood was, um, I've always been very driven to music. And so I, you know, I started playing piano when I was six. I, I started playing guitar when I was 12 and I, I've always been creating and writing music and, and, and singing and just always been drawn to music. So that's, that's been a big part of my childhood, even though nobody else in my family really was driven that way.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's always an odd one. Um, And I, and I've been finding that lately. I mean, a lot of the, the the stories are that, you know, everybody in the family is playing music or is a very musical household, but um, so you were the first one kind of really driven to become a musician, a singer or songwriter. Um, Did you know, right from an early age that this might be something you might want to do for a living or yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, to the point where I guess the biggest thing that happens when you're the only one pursuing something like that. And then I, on top of that, I, I fell in love with country music, which is just not a thing in Denmark and country music is, it it has its own little realm. And it was a realm that I feel like the Danes didn't really understand. So even though I was writing, I can look back at those songs now and think they were great songs. (laughs) But well, maybe not great. There were good songs, you know. Um, but I didn't get a lot of encouragement because they didn't get it. They didn't get it. So, so not getting that same feedback or the uh, appropriate feedback from the outside world, you know, insecure little girl. I I always wanted to, but I never thought I had what it takes. So,
0: yeah. Well, and, and it's interesting. I just saw um a movie just this week, um, Wild Rose, and it was about a, a girl growing up uh in Ireland um and, and really or Scotland, I guess, sorry, um, and really being a massive country music fan. Now in her case they did actually have a local bar called the Opry or called the Grand Old Opry um oh, but, neat. She, but yeah she had this dream that she wanted to go to nashville and everybody thought she's just crazy <laughs> but yeah um, well
1: been there <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> i mean there was some appetite for the music so now was the country thing right away like and and what sort of which artists grabbed you and were you hearing it on the radio or were somebody smuggling country records in or how were you uh, being exposed to it
1: more of the more the latter because <laughs> there was no radio they didn't play any of the country music on the radio um it's, I mean, it's just, it's, a, it's just a genre that doesn't exist over there. And, uh, because of how things are now, it's kind of starting to emerge, which is funny for me because I've been spent a decade pursuing it elsewhere. But, um, the, I was, I was basically funny story. I was home from school. I was sick and I was laying in the couch and, and, you know, just try to find something that could just distract my mind while I was feeling crappy. And, um, I was like 12 and, Uh, this was around the time where Faith Hill's Wild One was at number one. And I remember hearing that song and just going, oh my God, she's singing about me. (laughs) And that just, it really grabbed me. But then also, you know, whatever was big at the time, Barth Brooks, Rupert McIntyre, John Michael Montgomery, huge fan. Uh, So when I heard that, I was like, okay, wow. That completely just shaped it opened a whole new to a whole new world. So when when I visited my dad in the summers, I, you know, we he'd drop us off at the mall like good 90s kids, right? And he would my my sisters would go straight to, you know, the clothes stores and I would go straight to the record store. <laughs> and sounds, then like you said like bootlegging. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> bootlegging records. I was I was I was grabbing and buying, spent all my allowance on country music CDs cuz couldn't get them anywhere I had to import them at triple the price from my hometown so it was uh before the internet yes children I'm older than the internet and uh aren't we all so it, it was a it was a strange way that I it was very roundabout and not I mean I don't believe in coincidences so there's no coincidence that I was introduced to country music in the way that I was and it was yeah. definitely
0: something that was meant to be. <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds like fate. Well, and and it's kind of cool because, I mean, you know, um, my last guest I was talking with, I mean, the, the country music was the music of choice in their house. It wasn't necessarily in my house, um, although we, my dad and I both had an affinity for Johnny Cash. Uh, and yeah. when we sort of brought home the first big stereo, that was one of the records that we tried out um, in the sound room at, at, at the showroom at the store. So they let us keep that. And it was Johnny Cash Live at San Quentin, which I just wore it out. Um, but I mean, oh, yeah. mostly my parents were into big band and stuff like that. My And my older brother and sister mm-hmm. were into kind of, you know, 60s rock and progressive rock and things like that. So I was kind of the oddball, too getting into the country and we weren't listening to country music in the household, although we did have country music options here and country bars yeah. and things probably a lot more yeah. than you did there. Oh, um, I assume so. Yeah. So now did you, when you came across, like, I mean, so I see Nashville recording artists, but you're living in Tacoma, Washington, which is, is now is Tacoma big country music center.
1: No, not at all. <laughs> I <laughs> so I my, dad, my dad grunge rock. Superhero. I know, right? My dad lives over here on the west coast, and so that's where I put my roots down. And uh, I basically spend half my time in Nashville anyway, right now. So, uh, like, it, it, for it's really just I'm just traveling back and forth. It doesn't matter where you travel from, um, but I spend at least half my time in Nashville. So, I guess I could say half and half. That's why I say Nashville recording artist because that's where I record. That's where my music business is. That's where you know my agent is. So it's so I'm out of Nashville in that sense. Um, But yeah, my my husband and my dog still live in Tacoma, so I still come back here.
0: (laughs) Very good, very good. Um, Important. (laughs) And 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 when was the first time you actually set foot in Nashville? And and were you just awestruck? I mean, was it like, yes, this is my people?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was. I was. I don't know why. Maybe it was the same reason I didn't go into country music until i was in my 30s anyway um i i was um i was kind of intimidated and 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 had put off kept putting off going to nashville and i i think had i moved to nashville first thing i got here i would have been eaten up and spit out and you know probably gone home (laughs) Um, because it's a rough city it is i mean there's like you said it's my people and it definitely is and the people there are in, incredibly supportive and encouraging to anybody who is, who are dreamers. And that to me is is huge, but it is, but it is a rough city. I've heard most of my, the roughest feedback being really tough criticism from Nashville. So, you know, you, get, you, you gotta have, you gotta have thick skin. The first time I went, I actually was invited to um, audition for the producers of The Voice, so that's kind of like the behind the scenes audition that they, you know, so so you st- you can either stand in line, but if but they also have scouts that like look for people who are already out there doing it oh, okay. and invite them to come audition. So it was my first audition for The Voice, um, and. Uh, my first time to Nashville and I, I didn't spend more than like two days there because it was like in the middle of something and you had to like go get the audition. And I had to be, you know, it was just randomly, my husband and I just went hmm. and he's been a great support for me, especially kind of saying, just go, just do it. You know yeah. uh, th- that kind of encouragement that I can, I can kind of sometimes get in my own way. So that was my first time. Uh, I didn't make it past the first. Well, that would. Then be the third round but I didn't make it past that round for the voice but I did get to go to Nashville finally and experience it and breathtaking amazing
0: city and then so upon returning to Nashville how long was it uh, before the the next trip back and did you sort of spend more time there and that's when you start making the connections and
1: yeah then I had started coming probably twice a year and just uh primarily to record And my photographer, who was based out of the Northwest, moved there. And so I go, I'd record and I get my photos taken and then I come back home. And then um, right before the pandemic, so this is um, 19, I started going every other month. And right now I'm going just about every month (laughs) (laughs) for two weeks. So it's like, and I've gotten so many connections and so many friends there that it becomes less and less of an obstacle you know i i have place to stay i have um you know people i can meet with and and i have much more to do there than i knew back here so it's definitely definitely been you know increasing the amount of time that i spend there
0: so so you didn't you're saying you didn't get into country music until in in your 30s so were you touring as kind of a rock or pop or kind of you know, what, what kind of stuff were you doing then? Or were you on, were you on the road? Have you been on the road sort of for quite a while or that just been, uh... I,
1: I basically was so discouraged uh, in those pivotal years of creating my first music that I, I stopped playing music for a whole decade. Okay. I didn't, I didn't do anything. I, you know, I, I couldn't sometimes I'd pick up the guitar and I'd, or piano or something and I'd sit and I'd actually write a song, but, Nobody ever heard those songs, yeah. not even my closest friends, because I just, I just didn't feel like it. But increasingly, when you, if you turn your back on your dreams and something that is so, like I said, from the beginning, I knew that's what I wanted. Yeah. When you, when you have such a clear direction in life and you turn your back on it, you just become increasingly unhappy. Right. And I finally after, tw- after 10, so I was 28 when I started diving back into music again. And that's when I got back into the rock and the pop and all this stuff. Because at that point, it was just like, okay, first things first, music. Where can I get some? Because I was very, very unhappy. And I thought back to, okay, when is the last time I was happy? And I thought that the 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 first thing that came to mind was singing in the, my my sixth grade choir in school. And I was like, whoa. right that's a long time to go and to to increase become increasingly more unhappy so i so i joined a gospel choir in copenhagen funnily enough that's a thing but country music isn't (laughs) Uh, i don't know it's weird (laughs) so uh yeah gospel choir sounds pretty cool (laughs) it was really cool and you know what it did it gave me a safe place to practice my voice to practice my technique learn a lot because they do a lot of technique stuff in in these choirs in Copenhagen and but also to increasingly get more confident and learn that I did actually have something to offer in the beginning I didn't want to sing lead and then after a while I was encouraged to do so and it it was it was just a place where I found my people I found my people first 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 level of that was in those choirs because they were very they weren't held back by the crabs in the bucket syndrome that that a lot of people are you know the way that you're like don't don't outshine us stay down here you know um yeah and we all every every i I feel like every culture has a version of that and denmark has it really really bad (laughs) so um but but they didn't and they were encouraging and they were like well get on that stage and go shine your light you know that that was that was the best that was that was the most And then I started blossoming and feeling happy again and started thinking about, well, what else could I do? Like what, what, what would make me even more happy? So it was actually in pursuit of happiness that I finally made the move and came over here.
0: It's amazing. Good for you. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's really about that. And I'm, you know, I'm kind of finding that and, you know, again, talking with my previous guest, his, his whole big mission has been that is just, you know, be doing the right thing that, a lot of people I guess have been inspired because he made a big break um quit his full-time job four years ago and and broke up uh with a relationship that he was in and just said this is what I'm going to do this is what I was meant to do and um you know inspiring other people so it's it's a pivotal moment here we go That was Hail Mary by Jessica Lynn Witty from her latest album. Take the lead. Now, in the in those sort of interim years between sort of grade six and and when you finally said, "I'm going to, damn it, I'm going to do this," uh, I mean, <laughs> what, what other schooling? Like, did you go into university college? where Were you working?
1: Oh yeah, uh, marketing. And I was in the call center industry for a long time. I tried to kind of climb the corporate ladder. Uh, I was the youngest men in management they had at the, at the company I was in and I'm always going to go get her. I just need something to go get. Right. <laughs> but, but that was, that was my, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things where I am going to do everything than what I know I really want. And, and, and like that big, that big one thing, because yeah. I'm going to do everything else. Then I, at least, and if I fail at that, it's fine because at least I didn't fail at that big one thing. And, and the fear is when you go out there and you actually do your best and you're actually doing that one thing that you really want to be doing and you fail at it, then what yeah. that fear drove me a lot.
0: So. Yeah. I was going to say, I figured that's kind of what it was. Um, and, and, and it's interesting because I mean, yeah. it's so, so many people do that and they talk themselves out of the path that they should be on or somebody else talks them out of it when they're already having some doubts Um, so I think it takes some real fortitude to say, you know what, no, this is what I'm going to do. Um, and it's a big risk. So when, um, so from that point, from making that decision, and then when did you put out your first, first album?
1: So, um, there's a little bit of an interim between joining that gospel choir and, and starting to evolve into the musician that I, that I came to be. Um, I actually went to India for a while. (laughs) (laughs) and you know the it wasn't really a find myself mission it was more of a I have to do something different than this you know business development thing that I was doing for the call center industry It was terrible so I decided well I need a career change anyway and I so I decided to do my training as a yoga teacher um, but in that whole, you can't not discover who you are when you go to India and you immerse yourself in the education like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I came home with a completely different idea. <laughs> and six months later, I was, I moved to the States. So that's, that's cool. you know, 5,000 miles for me and, uh, two suitcases. So uh-huh. it, was, it was pretty rough, <laughs> but that's it didn't take me long. I, me- I immediately just threw myself into music. And in, so that was 2010, 2011, I put out, my first four songs uh, under it was it was at the time it was on a it was under spiritual cowgirl was the um my ep i put out i have since just put them out as singles and and yeah. kind of dissolved that thing but that was that was my first attempt at making music and i'm still pretty happy with how that turned out nice. consider yeah. all things considered yeah
0: well, and i love the title too spiritual cowgirl Sorry, yeah. cowboy cowgirl um um, yeah yeah, cowgirl of course um and and so now were you already married at this point or did you meet your husband over here
1: i met my husband over here so uh 2013 i was uh i was in a talent show um the radio stations sponsored for it was used to be called the colgate was the Texaco country showdown and i and so i was doing the competition he was the judge
0: (laughs) Ah, well, <laughs> for it's the funny. radio
1: station that's how we met
0: <laughs> wow and i was going to ask you about that competition i had a note there too so that uh, that's kind of yeah. interesting in and of itself
2: yeah
0: yeah and now was yeah. he a big was he a big music fan or was it just one of those things where he was just picked to be uh, a judge oh, for that he,
1: he's a musician himself and oh, okay. okay at the time the reason why he got picked to do ju- like judge competitions like that He did the, the something jam at the hard rock cafe. Like he was always getting paid for those things because he at the time also had a record label. And so he was, he was considered, you know, one of the biggest industry professionals in this area and still is, he just, he did, he dissolved the record label and decided he he also decided he wanted to do more music. So he has his own band and we have a band together and like, we just pursue music together and it's really, really beautiful. So, um, but we didn't, it took a little while for us to actually start dating because we were both like, we've just gotten out of terrible relationships ourselves and we're just not in that space at all. But right. the universe kind of kept throwing us together. <laughs> so it's just one of those things. Again, it was like, don't believe in coincidences. It was meant yeah. to be. Yeah, no, And we are, we are the biggest, we're the best support team you can possibly imagine. It's, it's, it's really amazing.
0: It's beautiful. And you guys write songs together as well?
1: Yeah. Yeah, sometimes we do. Not very often, actually, because our, our. I mean, he does not, he didn't used to like country at all, okay. <laughs> like at all. <laughs> and then he kind of looked up and said, God, you have a weird sense of humor by sending me a country musician for a wife. <laughs> <Damn. laughs> but um, he said, no, he says now I, he, now he can appreciate it. And, yeah. and he's my biggest fan, you know, but well, our processes are so different and our genres are so different that yeah. we don't, we rarely make songs together but if you want to find one we put out during the pandemic called we can make it is um a co- collaboration between us and okay. a bunch of local artists including the wands from macklemore camp so
0: cool
1: yeah I'll the guy who much. sang thrift, thrift shot yeah uh,
0: <laughs>
1: so that, was, that uh, was a fun collaboration yeah
0: yeah so now do you write mainly on your own or do you have co-writers that you write with or is it kind of a combination a
1: little bit of everything yeah uh, i I have co-writers. I have lots of co-writers now um, that I just I, every time I'm in Nashville, I, I can't wait to write with them. And but I also love writing with new people because every time you know, meet a new person, their style influences yours, and you grow and you yeah. create something that you otherwise wouldn't have created. So, I oh, co-writing is awesome. And um, I, yeah, I really, I really just I love that. But I also still love creating songs on my own sometimes there's just something coming out of me and it's it's, it's personal it's a diary moment you know uh, it's like one of those i have to write this one on my own <laughs> so and 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 on i think my latest album is about 50 50 of co-writes and
0: solo rights so okay and are you doing a lot of shows at the moment is it is it harder now with covid and everything that's been going on or uh, is it, i
2: mean i think it's, <laughs> I, think it's
0: a, I think it's a little bit more open down in the states than it is up here i mean we and we are open now um but i mean we have to show proof of vaccine and and wear masks still inside and, and all that kind of stuff but oh yeah
1: no it's same same um definitely on the west coast it's still lives a lot is a lot more closed um than when i go to tennessee people are a little more relaxed so yeah. it just kind of depends on it um it just kind of depends on where you're at in the country but yeah. no this summer was pretty brutal it's i got to play shows and, and, you know, but I also got to travel really, really far for them.
2: Yeah. So, <laughs> so, they,
1: so again, you know, financially, they didn't make as much sense as they could have otherwise. And so it was it was pretty brutal. We come out from not having to make any money, not uh, being able to make any money at all, and then into making very little off of what we actually do. So it right. was uh, like that's really behind the scenes, but it's been a brutal year. And uh, I can't wait for like normal to come back. If, if it ever does. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I mean, and there's certainly not the money in music songwriting and things like that, that there used to be. I mean, it used to be back in the day. I mean, you could have yeah. one hit song and you're set for life. And now it's, uh, I mean, you're sharing co rights and you're sharing sense. fees with everybody. And I mean, I don't know who's making the money, but I don't think it's the artist.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and I don't think it was back then either. Actually, I think, I think the artists now make more yeah. off, you know, just, relatively off of what what they make, but there's just less, less, there's more money to go around, but there's a lot more people to the pie ever since uh, indie artists have been able to start doing it on their own, but that's also a great thing, right? It actually means that some of the people that are out there doing the work are able to get paid for what they do, and you don't have to be in that top 1% uh, anymore to actually be able to make a living
0: right so you're so you're producing all your own work exactly. and you own the masters and you're releasing it yourself through your sort of through your music company is that
1: yeah
0: yeah so then it's 100 yeah that's how i've
1: been um, doing it uh yeah. up until now yeah yeah Good
0: for you. yeah i mean so it, it's
1: so it's uh i mean yeah
0: go ahead no I was, I was gonna say i mean it seems to be the the debate too and i mean i i think that there was somebody else i was talking with a uh, record executive a while back and you know, they were saying is, I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's an exciting time because you have complete control um, and yeah, there is still money to be made, but it's just, uh, it, it's it's challenging, but I mean, it, it can be done and it's, um, you know, I think it's, you've got to be everything though, I guess you, the marketing and you've got the marketing background, which is probably helpful at this point. Uh, with getting the music out there and getting your name out there a little bit. So That's what? Um, kind of nice, yes. Yeah. So what? So nowhere. Well,
1: save me a little bit on on you know being able to make my own artwork.
0: What? So what's next then for you? I mean, what are you in the midst of now? Are you working on, uh, like, is it always writing and recording and kind of are you are releasing signals Singles. There's no album or EP sort of on the horizon. Uh, is there any big well, shows?
1: I, I did just put out all my singles that I've been putting out up until now just got put out this month in a album. So, okay. so there's a brand new one out and, uh, but I, I love releasing singles because it keeps, it keeps their, you know, it keeps having content. So I keep having content, I keep having things that, you know, I can send to you guys. <laughs> so it's, uh, but the album just came out and it's actually, I'm still taking pre-orders for vinyl. So that's like new for me. I'm going to press the vinyl this time.
2: Nice. Oh. nice. Yeah.
1: Um, but the, uh, um, uh, the CD came out on November 5th. So it's brand new. So that's awesome. But I do have another project that I just started with an uh, artist called Chris Jones. So that's kind of what's coming up. And right now we're just booking shows for next year and it looks to be a little bit better of a year. And I'm, 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 I'm excited for that. I'm excited for things to, to pick up a little bit and for there to be, for us to kind of be back out there in front of people.
0: That's awesome. Um and the album was Take the Lead. Is that the album that uh, you've got yes. out now? Yeah. So yes. I just I was just sort of looking at, at that cuz I caught I was caught a glimpse of that earlier and I mean the artwork is stunning on that and I'm not sure what car that is but it, but it certainly looks like the car that I want to drive. Um Me
2: too.
0: You, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I, I didn't know if you're going to spring on us that yeah, no, I did some indie racing as well along the way and uh That yeah. would have be been cool that's no, fantastic
2: I don't think
1: anybody wants me to do that and kill somebody <laughs> and,
0: and and that's a full album because i mean a lot a lot yeah. of people are saying now they're doing albums but i mean i i look and it's really more of kind of somewhere between an ep and an album with six or seven or eight songs but you've got like a full album there yeah. uh which is fantastic and what's what's the current lead single on that
1: the currently single on that is old the last one oh the last one on before the bonus tracks um it's I rarely push a ballad, but this is a ballad. And it's one of those power ballads that I wrote. Oh, I wrote it on my own. And it was one of those that just, you know, the diary moment where you can't, yeah, I, I have to write this. It's, it's more therapeutic than anything else. And, right. and then I don't censor. I don't, I don't care if it turns into anything. But this one definitely turned into something. And, and it's, I wrote it, it's the first song in over a decade that I wrote on the piano. so it comes out differently that way yeah of course so um so yeah bold it's it's one of those power moments where i i wrote it during the pandemic and i realized um you know i'm i'm not only continuing to do this and you have to be brave and you have to really stick your neck out and do things that are really uncomfortable but i'm i'm doing it for me but i'm also doing it to inspire other people and that part is in the song to um to really be a beacon nice. of that inspiration and light. And and that's what the song is about, bold.
0: We need more of that too.
3: Let me see.
0: song that was Jessica Lynn witty Audacious, Fearless, and Bold. Her new single. And there's I, yeah. I was listening through was it Bad Idea? I think that was a duet that you were doing on there. Was that yeah right? yeah that was cool. Because yeah. I was going through Thank and the, the male voice came on first. I'm like, wait a minute. Oh no I've got the right I've got the right person. I was <laughs> like rocking away to that <laughs> That's song. To know. I know. That's cool. Well so I mean so there's quite a bit of diversity on that album but it, I mean it's it, from what I've heard so far of it um it's certainly cohesive. Um, so that should keep things going for a while. Now, with you're doing a lot of writing and you're doing a lot of co-writing with songs that maybe don't end up um with you, are are songs ending up with other artists? Are you writing with or for other artists as well?
1: Uh I am, but not with anything to show for it yet okay. <laughs> i i have a publishing deal and so i so i'm continuously writing even if i don't end up putting up a song it could end up in somebody else's hand right. so there's definitely an, an opportunity there so uh, one of the benefits of being a national artist is that you're also and that you're if you're also a songwriter then you you end up with two hats like you can put a song out yourself or you can end up in somebody else's hands and so that's like a, a double threat which is which is Great. it's great. Right. Cool. It's more more opportunities for success.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think it's so cool that you're doing vinyl. I'm gonna have to look into that one because I, I just yeah. now I don't know. I just picked up. Oh, I just... see
1: you got the the Victrola behind you. Yeah, and uh-huh. I've and
0: I've got the, um, the autographed copy of Jax Hollow's uh vinyl record. I don't know. Jax is a Nashville girl too, so I don't I don't know if you've crossed paths with her along the way. But uh, I interviewed her a few weeks back, and cool. she released her album on, on vinyl as well um so yeah i'm getting a kick out of that i I was actually i put out a cd last year and i was thinking about doing like just a vinyl 45 but um it is now is it it a little bit more expensive for the for the vinyl it seems to be but um they are yeah but it's coming back a bit i mean you're selling it it for more i mean i i was in the record store the other day can't believe we still have record stores but i was walking around the record store the other day in the mall um and it sounds like 30 years ago but um they had like the first two racks when you walk in are all vinyl records it was crazy. Yeah. But they're like forty bucks now, not the four ninety nine that I used to buy. (laughs)
1: Nope, and that's and that's because it's a lot of the people who are doing vinyl are doing small press. Right. With small press, like the unit price goes up. Yeah. It's it's uh yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty brutal. But again, the way that I look at it, I think the way that a lot of vinyl buyers look at it is that they want these they want they want to support the artists, and it's a great way of supporting an artist is by buying something physical from them. You know, course because that money goes straight back to the artist, not everywhere else. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, and the shirt I'm wearing is a, a friend of mine as well. I bought her shirt and I'm actually going out to see her play this weekend. Um, Sweet.
1: Yeah. You're, so you're a big supporter. I love it.
0: Well, you, you've got to be, I mean, you know, it used to be, I was always buying the Rolling Stone shirts and the Led Zeppelin shirts. And now I'm, you know, I'm buying everything. I'm not supporting the millionaires anymore. Yeah. I'm, I'm buying everything from the indie artists and going to see the indie shows. And, I just find it's a lot more exciting, a lot more energy and uh, a lot more creativity and and things with it. And
1: it's more of an adventure. Yeah, it is for sure. You don't know what you're like. You go out and you see a show and you you get your face melted off. off. You're like, what? How have I never heard of these people? You know, there's so much talent out there. And if we just all kind of remember that music is something that we can all share, be it from a huge platform or a small one you know then then it doesn't matter if it's you know the millionaire
0: yeah I call
1: myself the 10,000 000- <laughs> <in> there so
0: <laughs> yeah 100 percent are you are you selling shirts and hats as well
1: yes I have I have hats this is this is actually my hat I'm That's showing it the camera yeah,
0: here to it says a... you
1: should I should come with a warning label so I figured nice. that would be appropriate today That's um perfect. yeah every, every song that I have come I, I try to create like a at least a piece of merch or more to go with it. Huh. So I have shirts and hats. I have like I have little flasks. Like I have all sorts of stuff. <laughs> Ooh,
0: that sounds that sounds so, like something yeah. I need. Uh What about yeah. guitar picks? Guitar picks? You got the? To... I'm a big fan of uh, guitar picks. Not
1: for... Oh really? Okay, yeah. yeah no, I'm, not... I'm gonna write that down because I don't actually have any.
0: Um, I would imagine they'd be usually quite, they're quite easy to uh, you know and then you can press oh, those up are. by the hundreds or the yeah. thousands. Yeah. Um
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: But it's funny, we were, just, we, were, we were just at a distillery uh, in a small town not too far from here, and my wife and I were looking at the flasks and going, those are kind of cool. And I reminiscing about a friend of mine who used to always be everywhere with his flask. And the, my niece just got married, and all the groomsmen and and uh, father of the bride and everybody was walking around with their, their commemorative flasks that day. So I thought, this is cool. Oh,
1: that's <laughs> said, awesome. That's yeah. very
0: cool. My 12-year-old son's like, can I have one? I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah, no.
1: Not, not, not yet. <laughs>
0: put some we'll put some uh, pop or something in there i guess but uh
1: i know uh, i have these so i have the flasks say it's a song of mine it says i still smell like whiskey oh, and perfect. uh and then i have little stickers too and everything and i put them on my merch table i put them back a little bit because otherwise the kids come over and take the stickers and they go back to their mom and are like hey mom look i still smell like this yeah no not
0: not appropriate
2: (laughs)
1: not at all
0: (laughs) that's awesome um before we kind of get into the 10 questions is there any anything else upcoming that you want to promote
1: um let's see i have a christmas song coming out in december december 3rd it's kind of late to put out a christmas song but yeah. you know I had, to, I had to space it out a little bit so yeah december 3rd it's called i'm home and and it's christmas time and it's uh it's one of those like songs about family and you know feeling like you belong somewhere but even if it is a crazy place you belong
0: Beautiful. and
1: everybody's kind of weird and funky and but it, but it's but it's home and it's family so
0: wow. it's really so- cool that's awesome i look forward to that yeah no i don't think it's i don't think it's too late in fact i think all christmas music should not come out until december um you know i'm just not they <laughs> it started early this year i don't know about the music but i was seeing decorations like literally the minute halloween decorations were going away christmas is coming i'm like no, yep. too, early, too early folks come on too yeah.
1: early i agree at but, least wait till after thanksgiving that's yeah. the american rule
0: right <laughs> yeah well we've got uh, and here it used to be wait till after remembrance day but people were going early this year um I mean, we have had snow on the ground. I think there was, well, there was snow on the ground when I woke up this morning, but uh, hopefully it'll Which, fade. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> it's turning cold. Um, and we're not, you know, we're not bundled up quite in the winter coats and things yet. I'm still wearing running shoes and a jacket, but
2: uh,
0: yeah, I'm resisting it. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, I know it. I know it. We haven't had snow here, but it, it has been pretty cold. It's been below, it's been below freezing last few nights. So
0: yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, okay. I I am I'm looking forward to the vinyl. I'm looking forward. I'm going to have to go on your on your website and check out some of the swag and things that you've got Thanks, yeah. uh, for sale, uh, and we'll promote some of that as well. Um, yeah. But before we get to the end of the show, we just got to, we've got the ten questions, and this is from the Pivot questionnaire that was uh, made famous by a French interviewer named Bernard Pivot, and then made more famous here in North America by James Lipton when he did the questionnaire at the end of the Actors Studio every week. So. We'll start off, uh, Jessica. Is it like
1: f- a super fast round or no, whatever no, comes to mind? No, or- we can take you time. To- no. In
0: fact, I've, I've found that sometimes this becomes the longest part of the interview. because sometimes, <laughs> um, sometimes we elaborate and sometimes they're just very quick answers. So there's no rules with this one. It's just whatever you want to say. And if you want to expand on it, you can. And if you don't, you don't have to. Um, so what's your favorite word?
1: Okay. Right now, my favorite word is audacious. Because I put it in the song and I didn't thought that. I didn't think I would ever do that.
0: <laughs> wow! It's yeah, in that song, bold. Okay. Well, there you go. I don't think I've ever heard of audacious in the song. So they'll have to give that, that a second. Right? Listen. That's great. Uh, what is your least favorite word?
1: Forget. I had a rule. I had a, uh, um, well, not a rule. Uh, we have an agreement. My husband and I, because he would say, uh, don't forget to do this. Don't forget to do that. And I'm. Um, very forgetful, so it would kind of trigger me. And we, I said, hey, can you say please remember instead? And so he was looking at me like, what? why? Well, seven years later, it made me much less forgetful. So I wow. prefer the word remember over forget. <laughs>
0: That's beautiful. Well, and it's funny, just a simple turn of the phrase and, and some of those things, um, the way we say things and the way people hear things can make all the difference to a, to a harmonious relationship. All right. So what turns you on creatively or spiritually, emotionally, any or all three?
1: Uh, okay. I think any and all three would be uh, confidence and, and knowing oneself and the, and the, the um, interest in growth so if you're if you''re, you're kind of set in your ways and you think i'm not going like i don't have to change anymore i'm good, uh, then that's not for me. I love somebody who wants to grow, um, people who uh, are curious and confident and their own person yeah. a fully formed person
0: <laughs> awesome, awesome. Uh, what turns you off?
1: Oh my God, smacking noises when you eat. <laughs> <laughs> the worst (laughs) oh yeah oh and I really have a oh I can't handle um uh the like nails on a chalkboard like those kinds of noises that that can really make me (laughs) oh
0: yeah 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 and and there's a texture there too I mean it's like uh with a popsicle stick too I just uh I shiver yes oh my god
1: I've never heard anyone
2: say that
0: well, and it's funny as a kid, and maybe that's what it was. Remember, the doctor used to put the tongue depressor on your tongue, and they were always the same material as a popsicle stick, and it True. was horrific. Yeah, that's. Uh...
1: I never, you know, they never did that to me, and I still have that av- aversion hmm. with the popsicle. Even when I put, when I take one of those wooden sticks to stir your coffee, yeah, like yeah. just the thought that that has been in there can make me kind of, yeah, like, it's it's that bad. It's really-
0: <laughs> yeah i'd rather do without
1: <laughs> yeah same
0: um now i don't know if you curse or not um i unfortunately do. too. All right. well there you go so what's your favorite curse word
1: <laughs> i love cursing in
0: danish <laughs> I, was gonna, I, I i love that too because that will be a first for this show uh sh- should i ask what that means i can kind of tell i think but <laughs>
1: yeah it, it means it means to hell Oh, okay. or, or, or hell the it, hell is it, me is hell but but it's it's such a forceful thing to say after after a, a you say something and then you'll say that yeah. or hell <laughs> at the that's, end that's <laughs> beautiful I'll,
0: I'll be listening back to this uh when i'm editing later to perfect that so i can use that this week um yeah. what sound or noise do you love
1: okay this is going to be weird it's My dog has a tendency to when he's like really happy and like, he'll, he'll lay on the couch between me and my husband and he'll do this like big, like breathe in. And Mm. then he'll sigh (sighs) like really heavily favorite noise in the world.
0: (laughs) It's funny. Our dog will do that sometimes too. And it's, it sounds like a human being when they do that. It's, it's just so bizarre. So,
1: so much personality in those yeah. little guys, right? Oh,
0: they're amazing. Yeah. Um, what sound or noise do you hate?
1: Well, aside from nails on a chalkboard, uh, um, I'd say I'd say it's not a noise specifically, but I have a really, really hard time with sounds. So, if um, if if there's, it's almost like autism style. If I <laughs> if somebody's listening, if there's a radio something on the like radio like like in the background and i'm trying to have a conversation i can get completely flustered yeah. or we have a lot of rehearsals here at the house cuz we're a lot of musicians and um, if the rehearsal gets too loud i kind of get sonic overload and i can i, I can i can kind of like I have to, like take myself away from the situation yeah. so, so like i'm i'm a little neurotic with really loud sounds which is kind of silly considering i'm a musician <laughs>
0: Well, and and it's funny. And now, has it always been like that?
1: Um, it's gotten worse, I guess, as I've gotten older. But yeah. no, it's always been, I've always been sensory overload. Like I've always been very, very sensitive to light and to sound. Okay. Um.
0: Yeah. Yeah, my wife is, um, and I've been developing that lately and I don't know if that's just me being a grumpy, grumpy, irritable old man, but, uh, <laughs> but it, but it's funny because I, I can remember picking up my dad from work when he was probably in his fifties, which I am now. And I was a teenager, so I could use a car. I'd, you know, have to drop him off and pick him up at work. And the first thing he'd do is just turn down the radio and not just turn it down a bit, like turn it down to the point where I'm like, you know, and then I just, well, you might as well just turn it off, turn it and, off uh, yeah. you know, but now I get that. I mean, it's, you know, there's a there's a band up here called Pursuit of Happiness, um, and there's a line in the song where I can't it, and it's about becoming an adult and getting older, and he's saying, you know, I I, I can't take all the loud noise. I don't hate, I, you know. He goes, I, I sure love to play it, but I can't stand the racket. So th- that's kind of your situation. I mean, you're in a, a you're, you're in a band, you're making lots of noise, but you can't. You know, take that noise around you and it's but it is distracting. I mean, I found that when you're trying to talk or concentrate and oh yeah, um, you know, and somebody's is like when somebody's talking over you or something, same kind of
1: Yeah, yeah. Or even just trying to talk when I'm at a concert, I'm trying to talk to fans at the
0: merch table afterwards
1: and yeah. there's all loud noise going on. It could be that could be really overstimulating for me. Yeah. Um I, I have been trying to remedy it though, because when I'm on stage, I have in ears now, which means Everything that I need to hear goes right into my ears. And there's not a lot of noise on stage. The only noise on stage is actually the drums. Everything right. else goes straight into our ears, which makes it one really nice for the sound people to get a nice mix out front because it's easier to deal with than yeah. all the noise coming off the stage. And I don't get that sensory overload because mm. it's, I can adjust it just right in my right. ears. So that has helped me tremendously from not getting like ear fatigue and stuff
0: That's like good. that. So, mm-hmm. awesome um so other than your own profession and i know you've had some other professions along the way yeah. is there is there another profession that you would uh, that you'd like to attempt
1: i i don't know what kind of profession this would be but i would love to own horses oh. that's just like a thing and yeah. i think because when i was a little girl i dreamt of breeding horses like being a person who found the right breeds and mixed and raised and sold off like that's when i was a little girl like along with my dreams of also being on stage because when you're that age you think you can do everything all at once right so yeah so i would love to get into the equestrian world i guess yeah Yeah,
0: that would that would be (laughs) awesome uh and and it's never too late Um, it's never too late (laughs) what profession what profession would you not like to do
1: so one of the things that i noticed making music videos for instance is and and so i would have actors come play whatever role of the storyline in the music video and i remember thinking i wouldn't i would never want to do that 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 everything about that just sounds horrible hmm. but they're kind of like me cuz they look at me and the other way around and go like everything about that sounds horrible right but <laughs> so we're so we're, but the, but we each love our own thing right yeah. so like that's like something that sounds glamorous and fun and like, Oh, wow. If I could just be an actor, it'd be fun. You know, yeah. not to me. No, <laughs> no thank you.
0: <laughs> you well, that's That's interesting. Cause I mean, there are, you know, certainly actors that become musicians and vice versa. I don't know if there's that many that are, that are that good at it. Um, oddly enough, uh, or maybe it's not odd enough. Um, but I, I think, you know, the musicians that I've seen make the best transition from music to acting have been the rappers. Uh, or the hip hop artist, true. yeah, um, true, and that may just be with the style, that, you know, that sort of talk, kind of rap that they're doing, anyways. Where it's it's maybe, maybe. more of a, in you know, so yeah, it's uh, there,
1: there are some gems out there though. There, there, are. there are certain there are certain people who can do it, and there are certain people who never should have. Yeah, so yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm not I gonna saw mention any names.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I saw a movie with Mick Jagger last year, and he actually was pretty good. Um, yeah. But I've seen some of his movies in the past, and I'm kind of like, eh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah. a person who's actually a really, really good actor, almost as good as she's a singer, is Jennifer Nettles.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw. I ever, saw you know, her in the Dolly Parton uh, exactly.
1: movie. Exactly, yeah, she was so she was fantastic, goosebump yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, she really so was. So th- that's one of the ones that it's like, all right, go for it, girl, because you yeah. can apparently do this.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, I think Willie Nelson made the transition all right too, and uh, but
1: uh, I've never seen his work as an actor.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I saw a bunch of his movies when they came around the first time. I'd have to go back. I mean, I was younger then, so I might have just judged them as being okay. But I have to go back and watch them again, you know, and see whether.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Um, they really were.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, So, uh, and lastly, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates?
1: (laughs) This is such a good one. (laughs) Um, You did it. (laughs) I guess that would be it. Yeah, It's like maybe the confirmation that I understood what I was here to do.
0: Perfect. There Mm -hmm. you go. On that note, you did it. Uh it's absolutely a pleasure to meet you finally. And uh I, I, I look forward to keeping in touch and, and continuing to talk and promote your music. And and I will definitely uh order up some of uh some of your merch as well. And uh, I, I look forward it. to that. that. So. You
1: thanks for supporting. You you're a great supporter of music, and it's such a pleasure. What a great, great interview. <laughs> well, thank you. Thanks,
0: it's thank so you fun. so much. Jessica Lynn Whitty, thank you for joining us on Musicians <laughs> FAQ this week. Thank thank enjoy the rest me. of your day.
3: Some people bite their nails And some smoke Some put whiskey In their coffee Before they leave home They don't really want it They've got a head back
0: Thank you for listening to Musicians FAQ Podcast with your host, Stuart McKee. We're here every week with great Canadian musical artists.